Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Welcome back, and I am here today with my good friend, Brandy Braun Holton, from the Country Tough Podcast, formerly known as Big Boss Mayor, that was a top podcast in Missouri three years running. Welcome, Brandy. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, even though I know we're a couple of hours uh, time zones away. I'm glad this worked out for both of us. Yeah, for sure. We definitely, before we started recording, we had a little moment where we're like, what day is it? You know, (laughs) (laughs) which is typical for us crazy farmers. We just know what, we know what day the pig's going to farrow, but we don't know what day of the week it is. So (laughs) sometimes I'm like, wait, is it 23 or are we in 22? Like literally. Right. And then like when you told me that you were the number one podcast in Missouri for 2024, I was like, wait, what year is it? Yeah, I know. They announce it early because it's such a, so many people to get together. So they Mm. always announce it in um, July. So they've got a routine there. Yep. Anyways. So I don't know, it, you know, for my followers, if you've been following me on Facebook or Instagram the last little bit, Brandy and I have been like hooting it up and having a good time at conventions. We're looking forward to seeing each other again in Ozarks. Um, but Brandy, do you want to tell us a little bit more about yourself? Oh, man, I, I do you want this to lady's know- awesome, by the way. So listen to uh-huh. what she has to say. Like, this is going to be good. No. <laughs> So um, a little bit, a little background is I used to do a whole bunch of competitive fighting and I actually fought for 23 years and, and uh, went to five, I fought in five countries and I tried to go to the Olympics as a heavyweight fighter and um, man, went to college for like 10 years. I wish that I was a doctor, (laughs) but I'm not, I've got to a degree in biology with a minor in physics and then a degree in criminal justice and my master's in teaching. And uh, wonderful. Yeah, I became a school teacher, did that for 11 years. And that was kind of nice because then I could have the summers off to try to fight more. So, and I, I moved to the state of Missouri. You're like I teach kindergarten during the year. And then over the summer, I kick people's butt. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, and I taught high school science, but yes. And I did have a black eye one time and had to go to school with a black eye, but it wasn't like puffy, but then I made the other Mm. eye match and the students were like, what are you doing? You have way too much, like you don't ever wear that much makeup. And I was like, (laughs) I got a black eye. Okay. So by the end of the day, I had to go tell the principal and I was like, Hey, I've got a black guy and I just can't wear all this makeup to try to hide it from you. And she was like, that's awesome. <laughs> so she was super supportive. Of oh, my, that's funny. Well, yeah. I mean, she didn't, I mean, I know she'll never have another teacher that's trying to go to the Olympics as a heavyweight martial artist, you know? True so, story. I'm pretty sure you're the only one. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, my husband and I, I met him and I, so I moved to Missouri for one lady named Terry Gotro as a female fighter, but then I met my husband and uh, stayed here. So I moved to Missouri to train with one person and 
and then and then boom i'm hooked now i'm a missouri girl but i'm really a south texas girl that was raised from eighth grade through like my second college degree in arkansas but everybody thinks i'm missouri so i'll just I, i'm really three states texas <laughs> arkansas and missouri all wrapped into one so, fair enough <laughs> yeah but uh don't and i've wrote a couple of children's books and uh and my husband and I got to buy his um, family's farm. So it's been in the same family since 1906. We're the fourth generation to buy the family farm. And we turned it into a horse trail riding facility. And now, boom, it's like we blinked and nine years have passed. So now uh, this year we'll be open for nine years. And then we wow. just jumped into the, the homeschool and homesteading world. So. I've got a, like a, I, I used to compete in powerlifting, but then I've also competed in pie baking contest. So, you know, it's all about balance. Yeah. <laughs> right now, my love is um, ice water baths and making kombucha and uh, spreading my love of horses. And I love mounted archery. So, um, yeah, this weekend we have a competition at our place called Country Tough Trail Versatility. And then the next weekend we're on Best of America by Horseback, which is a TV show. They're recording it for RFD TV, but it won't be aired until like they said, mid-September to October. So, How fun. Yeah, it, we're goofy, dude. We're, it's almost too much. Like I broke down, we have, we have four LLCs, but we're going to make them into three and then just do a DBA as one um, underneath one of the LLCs. But I was, I'm about to hire my first full-time assistant and she's supposed to come in um, one week from Wednesday. So she'll be here in like nine days. And then um, I was just trying to give her structure of our business, like each thing that we do and what she'd be in charge. It took four pieces of paper and everything was just on one line. That's not even like descriptions of what each thing oh, that is. Poor that's girl. Single line. Well, but she's so excited about it. And she was oh, that's like, awesome. well, um, she's another baddie. She's another female baddie. Um, she used to be an MP. So like military police. Yeah. And then now she has an amazing job right now. Where I think she, um, if I'm correct about this, I think she does inspections for welding. So she's wow. another baddie. I know. I'm like so pumped to have her in my life. So I bet that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, love women, I love women that just function outside the box. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, up until, I mean, I was a hunting guide from the time I was 15 till I was 30. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I guided pig hunts with dogs. <laughs> so like razorbacks? Yeah, like, well, uh, yeah, the the ridge, yeah, the ridgebacks, Russian ridgebacks. Okay, we you know, in Arkansas, we're like, oh, they're razorbacks. Yeah, we had them in California, so. What? Okay. <laughs> I did not know you were a hunting guide. I thought you were a realtor, a realtor and a mom and a farmer. That's what oh, I thought that you were. Girl, I got I you. Up, I grew up on a ranch. My dad owned three shipyards. I grew up in shipyards, like running forklifts and stuff. When he retired, he opened a hunting guide business. And I did that with him until I went back to college. Wow. Okay. My, my mom was, was a tax. My mom was a taxidermist. Okay. <laughs> well, so do you have, how many hogs do you have around your house that are uh, taxidermed? 
or we don't have a single mounted head in our house you do not okay do i'm not. surprised by that <laughs> just um my dad was really i mean we ate everything that we killed but he was really into the trophy hunting and that just wasn't that's never really been my jam like i yep. am more about like i've always I, I didn't really understand what it was about until i got older and was like i like to hunt because i like to feed myself right Yep. Like I like, I like being out in the woods and he was like, if my dad was alive today, he would be a YouTuber. No doubt. Mm. Like he always hired somebody to go on our hunts and videotape all of it. Oh, okay. He was before his time then. Yeah. Like walls yeah. and walls and walls of videos. Oh my gosh. And then when I started doing trade shows with him, I took all those videos and put them onto DVDs and we run in like B-roll behind me while I was convincing people to sign up for our hunts like we've even had like Ted Nugent on our ranch and stuff wow ah, <laughs> so our little claim to fame around here it's not our land but the you have to pass by this old country singer and I he won like entertainer of the of the year in like 1960 something uh -huh. then, then I think he won entertainer of the decade for the 1960s his name is Leroy Van Dyke and he is 94 this year. He's still alive. He owns over a thousand acres that's connected to us, but he doesn't really let anybody hunt. So he's got like all of these, we have herds of deer, like 30 deer at one time that we'll see like almost every day because they'll eat from one side of the road is like a row cropper. And the other side of the road is his big old um, cedar trees, you know, all of his land on the edge of it where the perimeter fences and cedar trees so yeah anyways it's kind of cool because inside one of his um family barns like oh it's a I think it's a silo um it says owes von Holten twenty dollars well that's from his father but my husband's great-grandfather oh funny that was them making sure that they wrote it down so they knew that he you know debt would be paid so, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He sang the song, The Auctioneer, and then he sang another song, uh, Just Walk On By. I so. think I heard The Auctioneer. My dad was super old school, and we used to have an eight track player in the ranch Jeep, and we drove around listening to like Loretta Lynn. So, okay. All right. <laughs> so, all right. Um, today, um, just a little glimpse into my day today. I have a lady here that helps scan in taxes and she's helping scan in um, old articles because then I want to upload those to my website as blogs. And uh, anyways, we did that. And then I bought a couple of URLs. I actually bought the URL today for Country Tough Homesteading. And um I think what I'm going to do on there is like basic self-defense. And then because we just won. I know you talked about I won Missouri's Best Podcast for 22, 23, and 24. Well, we won. Um, my husband won Missouri's Best Woodworks for 2024. Ooh. And then uh, we won Missouri's Best Ranch. Wow. So, I know. Isn't that nuts? Well, with all those years of fighting experience, and then my husband is such a wood guy, we wanted to, um, you know, have, we're going to start some, a little bit of homesteading stuff because, that's all that we do. I mean, we're on an old century farm. We're a horse. We're, we own a horse ranch. And we're yeah. cattle. <laughs> so, I don't know. 
it's so weird that you and I met in St. Louis and like you came by and you were like, you're my people. We're the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's the thing is I grew up like, you know, the whole country when country wasn't cool. Like I was, even though I grew up in Northern California, which is actually very country, Mm -hmm. I was more like, we had the big ranch. Like we were the, we were the ranchers and like I was, I was the weird kid, you know, because I was all into like rodeo and everything. And, um, my husband, I, but I was never like the meek homeschool mom or any of that. Like my husband and I, when we met, we're like, let's put these kids in school and let's go play in the woods. Like we finally have somebody that we can go like hunt all the time. Like, and we realized that it was more fun with our kids. Oh yeah. Like well. literally we, one of the biggest things that encourage us to homeschool is we hated having to drive back from the woods to pick up the kids from school. So, and I've met what, one, two, three, four, I've met four of your kids. How many kids mm-hmm. do y'all have? Six. Six. Okay. So I've just missed the oldest two, mm-hmm. but your kids are adorable. I mean, they Aww. do a great job. They love you. They're happy. I mean, and they're so cultured and they're polite. So like, homeschooling and homesteading is doing them well. I like to think so. And I'm very happy with our choices on that. You'd get a kick out of our 18 year old too. Oh yeah. Yeah, He's good. uh, Good looking smart ass. Oh, okay. Whoops. (laughs) Oops. But that fits for him. (laughs) Oh yeah. You're like, if the shoe fits, you know, we have a couple of mules and, uh, those, you know, that's what their daddy is. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so is my son's daddy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sure a lot of you, people can't you, relate. You've met him too. So I'm sure you can attest. Oh yeah. He's a pretty good guy too. He helped, all- you know, my husband just had his uh, gallbladder taken out and your husband, even though it was hot, hot as Hades in Texas, he helped my husband like uh, roll everything out, you know? And helped us get all uh, packed up because it was just me having to do all that. And then your husband like saved the day and so did, so did one of your um, boys. Yep. That is, you know, it takes us so long to get out of the grocery store because he's, he's always there to help everyone. And that's one of the things I love about him. And it's also one of the things I can't stand about him. So. (laughs) Well, I was very appreciative of it (laughs) because even though I'm like a big old Hoss girl, I, I hate Um, having carry all that stuff it's awful to have it was like 110 why do you think I waited in the car while he helped you load stuff up (laughs) yeah well so what made you were you homeschooled I was not I went to public school all the way up um I did have that small town life of that I went uh kindergarten all the way through high school at the same school my mom did the same school your mom did oh my did Mm -hmm. y'all by chance have any of the same teachers yes we did okay Um, my home ec teacher in junior high and then my whenever my high school band teacher would go on vacation he'd bring in the retired band teacher and so it was the same teachers yeah we were actually my kids were sixth generation in that town that we lived in wow okay so what moved y'all from California to Idaho? We, I think we just switched roles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but it's good though. It's a good story. Um, we actually, 
my husband and I met, he had just moved back to California after his uh, late wife had passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, he was like, you know, I'm a single dad now and I need to be near my family. So he moved back to Northern California and that's where we met. And we were together all of two months and we said, let's get the heck out of here. Yeah. And first we moved to Oregon to live closer to his dad. And, um, you can't grow anything in the high desert of Oregon. You're like at 5,000 feet and it's a sandbox. Mm, okay. So, um, one of my best friends from college had moved to Idaho and they were getting married and we came up for the wedding and was like, this is, this is home that we're not leaving. Well, if I had to guess the state where uh, a homesteader is going to be at Idaho would be one that I would be like, yep, that makes sense. It's Idaho, you know, <laughs> like, I don't well, know. And like, where we're at in Idaho, I mean, we are like far north Idaho, literally right on the Canadian border. And it is about as like conservative, do what you want, keep to yourself area that I have ever found in my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that's where we live at. I mean, like, you know, the, the dreaded C word, oh, COVID didn't really a hundred percent exist around where we were at. No, um, yeah, it was not. I mean, yeah, we actually got COVID. We were like, okay, cool. We went to the doctor, we got some meds and we were good in a few days and moved on with life. Yep. Yep. That's, we got COVID a couple of times too. The first one about killed us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, you know what? The first time was rough. I was like, I was, I, I, you know, I kind of brushed it off because now that it's gone and passed, like, yeah, that was a really rough cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting in my doctor's office crying, like my whole body hurts. Can you do anything for me? <laughs> and um, they ended up giving me one of the IV that they ended up banning about halfway through COVID. Mm-hmm. But no joke. I left the doctor's office at four o'clock in the afternoon, like in so much pain, I thought I was going to die. And by mm-hmm. midnight, my fever had broke and all the pains were gone. Okay. Yeah. I had to go a couple hours away and, uh, man, that first time I thought I was going to die. And I swear my husband and I had both been sleeping upright in the living room. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then finally I was able like, I don't know, five, six days later, I was able to actually lay down in the bed and then I didn't hear him anymore. And I was so sick and exhausted. And so was he, I was like, I don't hear him breathing, but I'll just help him. I'll, I'll help him in the morning. <laughs> You're like, I hope he survives. <laughs> I was so sick myself, you know, and I was like, I couldn't take care of anybody. So yeah. anyways, well, I'm I had, I'd had a baby six months earlier and I had blood clots in my lungs when I was pregnant. Oh, so no. I did have to do all the breathing treatments and everything because my sats were really low and the kids all got COVID at the same time as us, but it doesn't hit kids the same way. Right. So they had like stuffy noses and were waiting on us hand and foot because we couldn't move. <laughs> oh, no. oh man. Yeah. Or well, then the- I got the Omicron and lost half my vocabulary. Oh, well, you know, for us with owning a, a ranch, like even though we were sick, uh, animals still had to be fed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're on our deathbed and we're like, uh, yep we got to go feed the horses. (laughs) We got to go feed the dog. We got to go feed our chickens. You know, it's like, okay. Uh, It's just awful sometimes having all the livestock, but I mean, like I 110% want it all, but dang, vacation Mm -hmm. is rough. Leaving the house is rough. And then whenever you're both down and out is rough. Yes, it is. We are lucky that our kids are very invested in what we're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So they have no problem handling it all when it's time. Yeah. But so, well, so tell to- me, so we, we came across each other because of homeschool. So tell right. me about what you do, what your homeschool stuff is. Okay. So my homeschool stuff is we have two different things. The big, the big one is called building with David. So we made sure and our last name is Von Holton and most people cannot spell Von Holton because it's two words. They think there's an A in it is V O N and then Mm -hmm. the space is H O L T E N. Anyways, people cannot do that. They always think it's van. So um, we made it building with David. And then there's our smaller one is called horsemanship with Brandy. Okay. We just made it very in our names are David and Brandy and they're super simple. Yeah. Yeah. So building with David is an at-home wood shop where we send them all of the pieces and then, but they're not complete. And then they have video instruction of, so they can be building with David And then it comes with a curriculum that's written by myself with all of those fancy pieces of paper I have and all those years of experience teaching, I wrote a curriculum. And now I'm actually beginning to employ um, retired teachers to help me, but I make sure that we have the same viewpoints on things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so there they go. They get to have an at-home wood shop. And you know what's amazing is we built this for children and we have sold so many to adults. It looks um, really fun. Well, there's a lot of adults that maybe their maybe their parents were mechanics, or maybe they were good at yard work, or maybe they were a banker, mm-hmm. and they just don't know how to do woodworking. Well, Ooh, maybe know, I should have my husband do your program. Oh yeah, we've had a lot of wives buy it for their husbands, just because. I mean, our motto is large construction skills learned through small projects. Ooh, and, I like that. Like literally. Yeah. Ron built a pig shelter that fell over twice before he came and got me to help him. And I got up to the barn and I was like, okay, where's the level and the tape measure? And he's like, what do I need uh, for? <laughs> I was well, like, see, and that's why it fell over twice. <laughs> uh, see, my husband, I joke around that he's the most non-Amish Amish in the world. I mean, because my husband is like, he builds everything. He's like the MacGyver of the cowboy world or country world. My husband's not a cowboy, which is totally funny because we own a horse ranch. He, I mean, he's really good at the hay. He's good at rotating. Mm-hmm. He's good at building fence and he can ride one of my animals if I've trained it, you know? And so, my husband's you know, and I, I, Hey, I tell every female, I tell every cowgirl, don't marry a cowboy, marry a construction worker. So then you can get your barn. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can, you know, my husband, he's a mechanic. He's a heck of a mechanic. Yeah. But yeah, he can't build and he never farmed until he met me. Okay. All right. Well, my husband was, you know, with him being here on this family farm, they were real grounded, you know, and when I met my husband, he had not seen the ocean and wow, it's just, I mean, all it is work and all the people that live on our road, a lot of them, not, not all of them, but a lot of them are single guys that are getting a little bit older and it's because they, um, they just work and they don't stop to, to meet people or go on dates <laughs> or, or marry. And so I think my husband was kind of on that track and then. And then Brandy Von Holton happened. We actually met online 
because I moved to this state and didn't know anybody. And then Mm -hmm. he had gotten, he was over, over 30 and he was like, where do you meet people? You know what I mean? He was done with college. He was done with high school. And then he worked at a job where it was mostly men, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, and they were, yeah, they weren't there to hook him up or to set him up with anybody. So he had like pigeonholed himself, you know? And then I was like, what? Look at this guy. Oh yeah. I'm going to snag him. You know? I love it. You know, There's no no shame in that. I don't know that I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but my husband and I met online as well. Oh yeah. He was a widower with three boys and I was a single mom with my twins and I worked 60 hours a week, three hours away from all my family. And his boys were still mourning the loss of their mom. And so the best way to meet someone was online for both of us. Yep. And we did like a lot of our dating at first. Well, we only dated for a few weeks before. No, like two weeks before we introduced the kids. Cause we're like, we have kids that need, you know, but for the first two weeks, our dates were like right after I got off work for that, like hour before I had to pick up kids from daycare or he'd bring me lunch, but I only had a half hour lunch. So it was like, I'd run out and hop in the truck and like have lunch with him and run back in. <laughs> you were like, I really like you. I gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah. We joke that, um, I think my husband had been to like four states whenever I met him, but I had fought internationally in five countries. So like we tell everybody he was the woe and I was the go (laughs) and I needed to tell him to live his life. And then he needed to tell me, calm down, like settle down little lady. And it just works out great, you know? And uh, man, I think I sure am grateful for him because we joke that if something ever happens to me, because now we share our life all over Facebook, you know, Von Holton Ranch, Brandy Von Holton, author, speaker, instructor, building with David. We, I'm on TikTok in my bathing suit doing ice water baths. So like so many, I mean, I write for magazines and people know us, right? And I tell them if something happens to me and, you know, and he becomes a widower, I tell him there's going to be like three miles of women lined up with casseroles and cleavage and they're going to be here to like comfort him (laughs) and i love it well whenever we meet somebody and you can tell that they're i don't know somebody might be like whoa look at this you get to you know they um they love our stuff instead of like me or or david or something and i whenever they go away i'm just like oh that girl will be bringing a casserole if something happens (laughs) You see, on the flip side, I I found this reel the other day and sent it to my husband that said, I don't have have to worry about you cheating on me because I'd have to plan it for you and remind you to do it eight times. I seen something like that on TikTok the other day and it was like a grown man and his wife bought him a trampoline and it had like a sprinkler on it. And she's like, I know he's never going to cheat on me. And he was just jumping by himself. (laughs) And then it said that same thing that you said. And I was like, oh my gosh, goofy. But (laughs) Yeah, I hope that you get to see our place one day because my husband built it. I mean, like we have, we have a wedding venue on here. Oh, wow. But the wedding venue, he, um, there were eight buildings on this property whenever we bought it, but nobody had lived on the property since 1979. And um, we bought it in 2013. Well, 
Uh, I mean, you know why it's easier to give birth than to raise the dead? Well, we had to raise the dead and then give birth to Von Holten Ranch. So wow. there were eight buildings on the property, but it took my husband five of those eight buildings to get enough uh, recyclable woods and resalvaged, you know, materials to be able to build that wedding venue. So oh, wow. it's, it's beautiful. I love it. I mean, I already told him like, hey, if we get everything paid off, we might just live in that. You know, like I want to live in that for sure. There's one building left on the property that's still up. That's the original building. That's the old chicken house. And that thing is filled to the brim with, with old stuff from the old farmstead. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's real pretty. And we've, we've built, we've got 75 covered stalls and then 32 RV sites. And then we put, we invested in a covered arena. I think that thing gets paid off when I'm in my sixties. Well, the, everything is paid off in my 60s, but I don't get ahead of it, but I'm going right. to get ahead, right? But, uh, and then we build a, a mountain trail course, which is like Ninja Warrior, but for horses. And uh, it's like just a bunch of obstacles in there. And then we have a mount, you know, I do mounted archery mm-hmm. and we're putting in a massive mounted archery course. And then um, connected to the covered arena, we have an outdoor arena. So oh my gosh, yeah, I'm definitely coming up next month when yeah. we come down because I want to check out your place and I know my daughter is going to just fall in love. Yeah, well, and she'll get to see in our mountain trail course where all the horse obstacles are, there's like a big freaking fire truck. And so my family, I always tell my husband that I got in-laws and he got outlaws uh, because in my family, like you know, I've got three college degrees and every person in my immediate family's got more felonies than I do college degrees. <laughs> Anyways, it makes me real strong and gives me character and I can like see through a bunch of BS real fast. Right. Oh, I'm but, sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, whatever. Shout it, you know, but, um, my dad, there's a fire truck in there. That's a 1946 fire truck. And my dad's friend won that in like a poker hand. But I think that friend ended up owing my dad some money. So we ended up with a fire truck. And so here's this beautiful antique fire truck out in the middle of all these horse obstacles. And all of our people are like totally used to it. Uh (laughs) I'm still like, that's so weird. It's so random. And then I'm like, if I could get a small airplane that nobody's flying anymore with like one wing and put it out there. And I'm just like, okay, that might be too much because then I'll want a train. I can't have a fire truck and an airplane without a train. I love the fire truck. That's awesome. Yeah. People take pictures with it all the time. We put our judges up on the back of it because it has a wooden floor because it elevates them and then they can watch the horse competition. Oh, that works. Yeah. It's our judges stand. You know, I I bet some firemen, if we told them in like the 1940s, like, hey, one day this fire truck is going to end up at a horse ranch. And then the judges are going to sit in the back of it and judge horse competitions out in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. So anyways, there's a little weird little trivia tidbit. (laughs) Right. I love it. No, we, those stories are always awesome. Like I, I only know pieces of my dad's history because he kept it a little bit quiet, but um, he's from Arkansas and my great grandpa died in prison because he shot his neighbor over a tractor dispute. Okay. All yeah. right. So then my 
grandpa something about somebody couldn't get married because she was Indian and my because my grandpa was in prison and he actually escaped prison and was like on the run and they couldn't like anyways they ended up in Tennessee okay yeah my dad hitchhiked from middle Tennessee at 13 out to California and by the time I was born he owned three shipyards out there wow Mm-hmm. man's got some work ethic and uh, and maybe a little bit of sketch maybe a little bit of sketch maybe a little bit he used to I don't know what it was like he had a he had this ranch like you know overlooked the lake and you know and he had a cactus garden out there with a palm tree mm-hmm. and he would water this palm tree in his like freaking speedo and sunglasses and <laughs> I like I brought a boyfriend up one time and he's like is your dad in the mob and I was like yes yes he is <laughs> oh that's what my husband and I joke about my father is we say you know uh, debt does get paid any money that's owed to him does get paid it either gets paid with money or it gets paid with stuff typically so but boy you-, you know what he is uh but my brother's kids like my husband and I don't have any children I had a I had some cancer in my uh, early 20s, but my brother and his brother have a bunch of kids, okay? But my, our youngest niece is uh, six, and uh, my, she, I get pictures sent to me of her brushing his hair and then painting the new chicken shed, like all of this, like, you know, drinking tea, fake tea, and so anyways, didn't get that guy as my dad but she gets that guy as her grandfather you know that's nice yeah I definitely didn't get that guy as my dad (laughs) he was like okay you can walk it's time for you to start like you know working around here oh yeah I yeah I worked my butt off when I was at my dad's I my parents got a divorce when I was two so but we only lived like a half hour away so I was there all the time My parents um, divorced and remarried each other three times. That's fun. I'm like, why? Y'all are going to pay for some therapy one day for me. I swear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my dad, like his, his, the reason he hitchhiked out to California is because his mom divorced his dad and married his dad's brother. And they took off to California together. What? Yeah. So then they had, they both had this pile of kids because, you know, middle Tennessee, and they're yeah. all out in California with all these kids. And then, so they all just start calling each other brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And they're really all first cousins. And I'm like, are you are not making our case any better. Like, no, you're making I, us look like redneck be. southerners, you know? Heck yeah, I hear banjos playing in my head, girl. <laughs> right? <laughs> but I'm always yeah. like, yeah, when my dad died, my uncle took over the business. Well, I guess technically my cousin, but I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm not I'm not one up in you because that right there one ups me. Okay, but I just have something similar. Is my mom has a whole bunch of brothers and sisters. They had his, hers, and theirs. You know, of my grandparents, his, hers, and theirs. But uh, three of her brothers, one of them uh, dated one lady, and then the other brother married that lady's sister. Okay, so two brothers marrying two sisters. And then their older brother married their mom. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I guess that makes their, you know, the, my mom's three brothers would be what, you know, brother-in-law, which is not a big deal. And then stepson. 
that's when that's getting stepson, a little weird yeah stepson and brother i don't know but it, yeah three brothers they they married two sisters and their mom oh so. buddy <laughs> well you have so many fun things going on i'm so glad that you got to come on today um i got to ask you the favorite my favorite question for all my guests and what is that's what does keep growing mean to you what does keep growing okay so keep growing to me is going to mean about um your mind and your thought process like today i did grounding for the first time where you're barefoot on the ground and i am i was so ticked off because the person that told me about that was my brother and my brother is a large equipment operator. I have a BS in biology. I freaking taught school for 11 years and never had grounding taught to me. So this morning I did grounding and I did an ice water bath. And it just makes me so mad with all the education I've ever had and every lesson that I've ever taught and with all the materials given to me that that stuff was not out there. So here I am growing in my 40s with something that's in the medical field whenever I have a pre-med degree. Like it should have been, I, I, so to keep growing, it just means to, I take my health and my, my physical and my mental health into my own hands. And I just keep, I keep growing forward as a more educated human. I love that. Do you want to tell me more about grounding? Girl, grounding. Okay, so I didn't watch the one hour YouTube video, but I did like that. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyways, it's whenever you're you need to be barefoot and uh, walk on the ground barefoot because it's supposed to do so much for you, like physically with like the magnetic fields. And then people are even talking about how you need to also like if you touch a tree, but like what it does for you in your mind and in your body. And there is like tons of science behind it, but you need to look up grounding, which here I am today. I'm like, I better not step in dog poop or stickers or I'm going to be ticked off. When I tell my kids no shoes allowed in the garden. Yeah, you're messing up. No, I'm doing it right. No shoes in the garden. Oh, no I thought you were saying they, I thought you were saying, I heard it the opposite way. No, you're not. That is, that is our rule. No shoes in the garden. Okay. Everybody garden barefoot. Yeah. Dirty feet. Barefoot is a wonderful thing. That's how we reconnect. It is. Everybody well, goes it- out in the evening after dinner and we, sometimes we talk to each other. Sometimes we listen to, you know, eBooks in our ears or every, we have a speaker out there that we listen to a audio book. Mm-hmm. and everybody pulls weeds barefoot okay see you're doing so much for their health and you weren't even and I can't even educatedly speak about it right now but you need to look up grounding because think about this most people they put shoes on and then they're touching concrete or carpet I mean most of the time after mm-hmm. we put shoes on a lot of people their feet never touch the earth again well and the good microbes in the soil that help with depression mm-hmm so you're getting that through your hands and through your feet. And um, what was the other one? Oh, I was reading a book recently and like the very, one of the very first paragraphs said the average person today doesn't have a daily relationship with soil. Mm. And wow. I was like, and that's where all, everything they put into their mouth, all the food that they have comes from that soil. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, 
I know that there's a bigger picture to that, like an understanding soil conservation and where our food comes from and everything. But if nothing else, my kids are out there touching it every day. Yeah. At least when there's no snow. (laughs) There's a book that I just finished called The Comfort Crisis. And it talks about how we are way too um, comfortable. And it's about how we now live in this like small um, circle of what we're able to do. And it talks about how we need to do things that are difficult. That's why I started doing ice water baths. Mm-hmm. And it has helped me. I haven't been sick this year. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sleeping better. The inflammation's gone in my legs. And you know why people don't want to tell us about grounding and about ice water baths is because it is, it's free. Can't make money off of something that doesn't cost nothing. Right. You know? So... Yeah, well, there's you got to design a special seat to sit in during your ice water bath. There's your money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, if anybody wants to find me, I'm Brandy Von Holton. You can find um uh, I have several websites. Brandyvonholton.com is under construction right now, but it's still up. You'll be able to find me. You can email me at brandy at brandyvonholton.com. You can find the podcast. I mean, today is the literal day that I changed it to Country Tough with Brandy Von Holton, but it was Big Boss Mare. And then we always have Von Holton Ranch and then Building with David. And then Horsemanship with Brandy is if you're wanting to, um, if you're getting new into horses, um, I can help you with videos about things that are normal to me that you might not know because you haven't, you can't be 40 and go to 4-H. You right. know, you can't, you got to, start somewhere. And then I also teach mounted archery and sell a complete line of equipment on there. You are just amazing. And I appreciate you so much for coming on today and looking forward to seeing you again. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Cody. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please head over to your favorite podcast player and leave a comment and review. This helps me to know what you're enjoying and helps others find an episode that can help them. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at Homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing!